Hi, this is Wendy Whalen. Thank you for joining us on New Combinations. Today we have a conversation with the choreographer and dancer, Lauren Lovett. I'm so excited to sit with you, Lauren Lovett. <laughs> You're a choreographer too, not just a ballerina. Yeah. That's amazing. Somehow. Somehow. Surprise. We'll get to we'll get to how. But um I'm kind of in awe of you at the moment. So in a lot of ways. But I wanna hear how you got started, where you started, and what's drawn you to dance and ballet in particular. So I grew up in Southern California, half Southern California, half North Carolina. We moved a lot back and forth. I'm not an army brat, but my parents did move a lot for financial reasons, Uh and I have family in both places. So it was a choice of, oh, do you want to be on the East Coast with your dad's side of the family? Do you want to be on the West Coast with your mom's? Uh And um, so that was always sort of a change for me growing up. You know, am I from the South? Am I from the West? I don't know. But I was homeschooled my whole life. Really? Really. My whole entire life. Lots of brothers and sisters? I have two brothers and one sister. Okay. And I I didn't really have any extracurricular things going on. I would do my school. I would play in the yard. I had my neighborhood friends and my family, and that was it. But my aunt owned a dance store and called Pata de Dance Outfitters. <laughs> I'm serious. It's called Pata de. Uh-huh. And um, I would go there and hang out with my cousin. Julia, Mm -hmm. and we would play. I'd help out in the store, and I spent a lot of time there. My other cousin danced, and I would watch her. And one day I was kind of emulating what she would do, my cousin Jeanette. Mm -hmm. And a dance studio owner came in and saw my feet in my body. How many times have we talked about feet? We've talked about feet feet a lot of times, Wendy. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. But I was lucky because I I wasn't wearing shoes. Uh Uh-huh. And she, I think I had my leg up on a bar or something. Yeah. And I was being, you know, the ballerina that I was watching. Yeah. Uh, But I had never had a class or anything. How old were you? I was, and this is hard. And I've, I've told people sometimes it's 10, sometimes it's 11. I think I was almost 11. Wow, like my birthday that's was late for uh, most yeah, kids that get late. far in ballet. They usually start a little earlier. Yeah. I remember there was a lot of pressure. I I was in ballet 3-4 with the Hunter Green leotards, and it was a little bit of an advanced track, and I was brand new, and it was sort of just getting thrown in. I mean, I did tours. You kind of got thrown into the deep end yes. immediately? Yes. Wow. So I, you know, it was a trial thing. This dance studio owner said, okay, well, I'll pay for your lessons. We'll see if you like it. We'll see if you have talent for a week. And then, you know, we'll see what happens. And then it was a month, and then it was a year, and I stayed there for two years. And you connected with it right away? I, yes What was it? What was it that made you go back? I mean, I really had a hard time with ballet when I first started. I, I I didn't connect with the other girls um, maybe that was my being homeschooled. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was me starting late. I don't know. I didn't feel like I fit in very well. Were the other kids in your class your age? Uh, yeah, but I also, I don't know. I, I also never felt my age. So that Did you feel older or younger? I older. Oh. <laughs> so that was strange. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, I had a, I had a hard time with ballet in that sense. And it was also really challenging. You know, I did, I was late Mm -hmm. to the party. Um, I would always go in the last group 
and try to figure out, you know, like, what are they doing? They're flipping their legs. They're doing a torture take. Right foot, then the left. I have to go right, left. And, you know, you all the things that you have to process so quickly. Wow. Um, there's just so much pressure, but I, I love the music. Uh-huh. I love the music. At the time, I never, um, I didn't have a ton of friends, and I wasn't a very outspoken kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had a lot of feeling like I was just I was very emotional uh-huh. as a child. So it was a it was an outlet where I could express all these things uh-huh. without actually having to say anything. Mm. And and I love being in a class. I love teachers. Mm-hmm. I loved learning. Mm-hmm. And since I'd never been in school, I thought, well, you know, here's a teacher. They're mm-hmm. going to tell me what to do. And then I'm going to try my best. And I really took to that. So I, I connected with my dance teachers and I loved they loved your feet, emotional. right? They liked my feet. <laughs> it was a, a love-hate thing because I was so weak. I was told I was weak since I can remember, like my whole... Really? Yeah. It was just hard to get control over my loose joints and yeah. everything. But I, I had potential, I was told. Uh-huh. And I had this responsibility because somebody was paying for my lessons. Oh, interesting. It was the first time I was ever good at anything that I knew that about. That you knew about, yeah. And so... Yeah, I just stuck with it. And that was in California? Mm-hmm. And then when you went to North Carolina, did you change schools or what happened there? Well, my, or, yeah. we moved. My my father was having a hard time making money in California. He had lost his job. Mm-hmm. And um, we had bought our house foreclosure. And then the market had appreciated so well. So we could sell our house for more than we bought it mm-hmm. and make a little profit. And he could start a business mm-hmm. in North Carolina. Also, his father, my grandfather, was sick. Mm-hmm. So my whole family got uprooted. I was 12. I didn't want to move to mm-hmm. North Carolina. I wanted to stay in California. I had my ballet. I lived across the street from my grandparents. Mm. So it was just, I loved that So a lot of house. family in this um, in my story, life. In my life. It was all yeah. I had. I mean, I was homeschooled. So yeah. family was everything. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we moved to North Carolina, and I wasn't sure if I was going to dance again because it, it was paid for in California. Right. I did. I found a school that they didn't offer scholarships, but if I wrote them a letter, maybe I could get one. Yeah. So I did. I was like, I will be your hardest working student. I oh, will. Oh, my God. <laughs> I promise I'm worth it, you know. Uh-huh. I forget what I wrote. I'd love to see that letter. But I found a place <sighs> to dance. And the the students were amazing there. There was that's the first time I heard about New York City Ballet. Oh, not specifically, but the School of American Ballet. Yeah, and the girls were really talented there. Mm-hmm. And th- some of them went to SAB for the summer, so that mm-hmm. was sort of how you I got of. into at least auditioning for the School of American Ballet. How old were you when you auditioned for twelve? I was twelve. Did you come to New York when you were twelve? I didn't get in. Are you kidding me? No. I got full on rejected, not waitlisted, nothing. So that was, I think that was the first time I knew that I really wanted it. Oh, Uh uh-huh. So you were like, I'm going to get to work even harder now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's my personality. I know it is. I know it is. I can do better. I think I can do this. So, yeah. Did you get in the next year? I did. I got a full scholarship the next year. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good for and you. I went. I, I loved At it. At 13? At 13. For the summer. Weeks. Yep. Yeah. What was that like? Were you by yourself? I was by myself. Did you make but friends? Was that I was did. that like 
I got to connect now <laughs> with <laughs> I people. Find friends. I, I felt like I found my people when I came to SAB. Like I met Interesting. my first real um, girlfriend and we're still friends to this day. She's uh-huh. with San Francisco Ballet. Um, oh. And that was really special for me because I, I didn't. I didn't know anybody else who really wanted to make ballet their career. Yeah. I wanted to really do it as passionately as I did. Yeah. And SAB's full of them. Oh, yeah, they are. So I just looked around yeah. and I was like, all these dancers are the same as me. Like they, yeah. all, they take it as seriously as me. They care. Um, you found your people. I found my people. And I we had live music in the class. I had mm-hmm. never had that. Really? I had to lift my heels a little bit off the ground, which for me was key. Because I have really bad ankle flexibility in my bone structure. It's not even in the tendons. I'm telling you this in the podcast for all of the little kids listening. Yeah. <laughs> you need to know that it's okay. I was told that I wouldn't be a, a ballerina because I had to keep my feet on the ground. I had to keep my heels fully planted yeah. in plie. And my knees would only bend, you know, a fraction of an, of an amount. You know, they if looked they, almost they, straight. When you did a demi-plie. Yeah. So wow. I, I struggled with these things and I thought, well, I'll never, I'll never dance. And then I came to SAB and they were like, no, you can lift it a, the tiniest little bit off the ground. And you were like, and it was freedom. God. It was freedom. I sat there like, oh, I can jump. I can turn. I can do everything, even with my um, ankle bones being the way that they are. Yeah. So it was really uh, everything about that summer just freed me. The stretch, the bend. That was when I saw you dance for the first time. I I remember you as a very young dancer Mm -hmm. because you had the sparkliest eyes. The spark, like, and they're still the same. And you had this humility, Mm. which was very rich and beautiful and rare. You don't, you don't see, not every kid has both of those things to that degree, um, and then talent on top of it. I love I love that you brought up humility because that was something I was learning at the time. I thought that mm. humility for the longest time was putting yourself down. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so I was like, I was keeping my eyes low, stayed down, stay humble. Not humiliated. Stay, yeah, not humiliated. <laughs> and it's actually the opposite. Putting yourself out there, being open, not being afraid to say hello. Oh, yeah. somebody might not be nice back. It's okay. Humility. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's okay. Yeah. I know I'm okay. Yeah. And I'll just be myself. Exactly. And so I was I was learning that at the time. So that's cool that you said that. Yeah. It mm-hmm. makes me feel good. Yeah, clear. It's still, it's still a daily thing. <sighs> always working on it. Oh. You're always working on everything. I know. You never stop. I know. I'm workaholic. You are. <laughs> I'm a workaholic. It's true. So what kind of people inspired you? You. No. <laughs> Wendy. But uh, as teachers and as teachers, choreographers okay. and what were you drawn? What was like, what lit up your world um, as a young dancer mm-hmm. that you wanted to, that you thought one day I'm going to, that's, mm-hmm. I see my future there. I see my future there. Like, where did you see yourself landing as a kid? Because I always would watch Kira Nichols or, mm-hmm. or certain pieces of choreography like polyhymnia. Yeah. And Agon, mm-hmm. Pas de Trois, the second one. Yeah. And a few other pieces that they weren't like lead, lead, lead parts. Yeah. They were kind of the mm-hmm. side lead. Mm-hmm. But I was like, that's me. Yeah. I'm that person. I'm not the lead, lead person. I'm mm-hmm. where, yeah. where, where did you find your future as a kid? Um, as a, as like a young SAB student. Yeah. Or watching. anything. Did you go, that's what I'm going to be. 
when well, I as a dancer. Mm, well, when I was young, young, I'd never seen a live professional oh, show. Yeah. So I got tapes from the library of ABT because that's uh-huh. all that we had. Yeah. And I watched Julie Kent. Oh, yeah. I saw her come out on that Corsair pillow. Oh. And, you know, I can't tell you how many times I watched that tape. Yeah. She just, I mean, so she was beautiful. everything. Yeah. But I didn't really see me. Uh-huh. Um, to me, that seemed like this untouchable yeah. perfection that I just, I would never, ever get close to that. Yeah. Um, but I went to New York for the Youth of America Grand Prix competition. You were one of those I was one of those kids. kids. And it was it was a hard time in my life because I was thrown into the deep end of of the ballet world where I was seeing things that I didn't know existed. These dancers were incredible from all over the world. I wasn't even close. I didn't even come in like the second round. I didn't even get past but that. But you weren't scared or intimidated. You oh, I was were so again, intimidated. Really? Oh, yeah. But you were like, oh, Lauren, Wendy. love oh, it, openness. I hated, it. I hated the stage. <laughs> I fell in all my variations. I was so, I thought I, I thought that my dance life was over oh. after that. But I got a ticket to the Stars of Today Meet Stars of Tomorrow show. Mm-hmm. And it was the last seat in the last row of City Center. Mm-hmm. And... You were dancing. No way. Yep. Chacon. dancing. I don't know if no. it was Chacon. You, I remember the lift. It wasn't a lift. It was a drag. You know when you do that, um, the gentleman has your armpits, and he's he's reaching over your body and going in circles. You're dragged, and you're wearing white. I think it was an Ed Liang duet. Was it? <laughs> yeah. Strangely. Oh, my God. Maybe it was. Was it with Smarkovici? Yes. Yes. That it was, was a spotted by Edward Liang, who was... Your cohort on your gala night with Um, your new ballet. Okay, well, I saw that. That's wild. And I was... I could see you in that piece. I just sat there watching. And I saw Darcy Bustle Mm -hmm. and a few other, you know, stars. Mm -hmm. And I, it changed everything. I just thought... It was the first time I saw a New York City ballet dance. Yeah. And... I related to that piece the most. I guess the Ed Liang piece. I didn't know it was Ed's. Yeah. Um, I came back for the SAB summer, and mm-hmm. you were the only dancer I knew mm-hmm. in the New York City Ballet. I was telling Peter Martins, you know, Wendy Whalen is my favorite dancer. So oh I was looking God. up to you from a very young age. Wow. Um, but there, I, I didn't really see me in a role until I watched Christopher Wheeldon's Carousel. Interesting. My hair just stood up on my arms. Really? Do you do that part right? You yeah, of course. Now, but I remember there was something about that hmm. role. I don't know what it what it is. Something about it, the the girl with the yellow dress on, the vulnerability, femininity, mm-hmm. and and the struggle that she has in that part of the, mm-hmm. um, and the musicality of mm-hmm. you know, that song, and I don't I don't wow. know what it is. But I I watched <gasps> Catherine Morgan dance it. <gasps> uh huh. I watched a lot of uh-huh. dancers dance it. But Catherine Morgan, I remember distinctly because she was so, so beautiful with the drama. Yeah. I felt every little piece of her on that stage. And uh-huh. I would go to the ballet by myself, and that was the first time I just wow. really got lost in it. And I thought, you know, that's what I want to do. I want to uh-huh. be that. I want to be that kind of dancer. Did you did you like the idea of being able to tell a story? Yes. Mm-hmm. In an abstract way. Mm-hmm. Because in the his carousel duet is not clear cut so much, no. but it's just a it's a man and a woman mm-hmm. doing yeah. movement together. Exactly. So I've I've always loved that. Um, 
there are a bunch of roles that I've very much enjoyed over time. What are those roles? I oh, feel like I know, I like I have my, know. I have my roles that I love you I in. I love them. Um, the Cage is probably the yeah. most liberating role yeah. I've ever danced. Yeah. Because it's just so, you know, you have to get over so much. You can't be weird. You can't care if your face is making right. some kind of strange expression. Yeah. You have to be able to do all this it's bigger than you. body. It's bigger yeah. than you. Yeah. Absolutely bigger than you. And, um... You just can't be self-conscious in that role at all. Mm-hmm. You have to be completely just out there for everybody. Yeah. And. That's a that good story to tell. <laughs> I just love it. I, just, I watched you dance it for years. I watched uh-huh. Janie dance it for years. Uh-huh. I always loved the ballet, but uh-huh. um, getting chosen to do that one was, I think, one of the best things for me. Yeah. This is something I was thinking about earlier, is that people see you and just physically you, they're just going to say, oh, Lauren is this. Mm-hmm. You, they like can categorize you mm-hmm. just by your appearance mm-hmm. and by your quality of person. Mm-hmm. But you're so much more than that. <laughs> and as a young female choreographer, mm-hmm. being able to have that voice and that ability to really show that to the world yeah. And to everybody around you is kind of amazing. I loved watching. I've only seen a little bit of your work, your work mm-hmm. in, in the studio, yeah. this new work. Yeah. And I loved, oh, no. first of all, I, I loved what I saw. <laughs> oh, but I loved seeing you, this tiny little thing, standing on a chair in the middle oh, yeah. of the room, looking down on your large cast of people and staring what you wanted. It was very exciting to see you do that mm. so well. Thank you. Yeah. So I have to get up on the chair because I'm small. <laughs> yeah. But do you feel, I mean, cause I, you also express yourself a lot on social media, yes. which I think is very intense yeah. and open just like you are. You're very open. Do you feel that this is a moment in time for you or for women or for I don't know what do you think about what you where you are in your in your career with all the things that you're doing and how they layer upon themselves I mean it's all expression that's what we do yeah on stage you know, that's, that was always the hardest for me is actually physically being on stage performing. Mm-hmm. Writing, I like to write. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always nervous to write because I was homeschooled. So I, I have this fear of it's going to be wrong. I'm going to spell something wrong or my punctuation's really? not going to be proper. What if this sentence structure is bad? And, and then, you know, on top of that, what if people don't like what I have to say? Right. And um, I had a couple of life experiences that... Um, you know, some personal things in, within my family and um, some heartaches, mm-hmm. some like big heartaches in my early 20s. Yeah. And so those moments, I think I needed an outlet to write about them. Yeah. And I also at the same time, I think I just wanted so badly for people to see the real me. Uh-huh. And you mentioned, like, it's really easy when people see you. They, they just go, oh, she's this. Something. Yeah. And um, I felt that a lot. You know, I, I'm, I don't think I'm the princess fairy 
but she will even though I'm small. Yeah, but people will go, oh, she's the friendly. princess fairy because she's yeah. just that energy. And I mean, I'm very positive. I like. Yeah. I mean, I really believe in that. Yeah. But not because life is perfect. Right. And um, you know, I talk about happiness a lot, but the difference between that and joy. Yeah. And there are just a lot of things that I feel people get wrong about me. And I, I wanted to set it all the way that I wanted it, you know, set mm-hmm. to say, hey, no, this is what I actually think. This is who I really am. Mm-hmm. And no, you know, if people didn't get on board with that, that's OK. Mm-hmm. But at least they would know. Yeah. And so I started getting braver and braver with my writing on Instagram and stuff. Mm-hmm. I started posting things a little bit closer to my heart. Mm-hmm. Um things I really thought about, you know, even though it was hard to hit post and yeah. have that moment like, oh, am I going to put this out there? This is so personal. Yeah. And then I'd say, yeah, I really want to. Um, you really reach a lot of young people. Thanks. And I'm sure older people, but I know yeah. a lot of younger people yeah. are like, I kids. love Lauren, love yeah. it, Lauren, love it. Love I love the kids. So, yeah. And that's also kind of why I started doing it is because I think I had such a hard time as a young yeah person in ballet Mm -hmm. and you know I didn't I had mentors that were kind of far away from me but Mm -hmm. I didn't have close Mm -hmm. um, I didn't have like a big sister in dance Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so I wanted to never ever did you have one did you ever in the the company did you did somebody take you under their wing Mm -hmm. well I can some people do little things like Janie Taylor gave me my first stage earrings oh and we were never really close, right. but one day she just slid a little box over Sweet. with Aww. earrings in it. Yeah. So little things like that would happen, and I would feel that love and care. Yeah. Did you feel people um, jealous of you? I mean, for different things, yeah, different reasons. I think. I mean, I got roles very early in the company. Yeah. I mean, part of that. What was, was one of your first roles? Polyphonia. Oh, the solo yeah, girl. Yeah, the solo girl nice. and um, two and three part inventions. Mm-hmm. I did that same year. Mm-hmm. I did uh, Maria and West Side Story, and then I did. I want to say Carousel happened closely after that. So with a lot of the new a lot choreography of the new stuff, mm-hmm. and Wilden, Wilden, he really picked you up. Yeah, he was a big. He was um, huge. And did you get a lot um, of time in the studio with him, one on one? Not really. Oh. I I danced in the back. There were a lot mm-hmm. of people in, in front of me for Polyphonia, actually, but it just happened to be that somebody was injured and someone was sick and how the die fell, I was the next up. And I was doing it full out in the back Mm -hmm. every rehearsal anyways, so I think they knew I could do it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was really just a lucky time. Were you a quick learner as a young dancer? I don't think so. Really? But you you were homeschooled and that helps you kind of focus maybe a little differently ballet has always been like the single-minded focus for me for Mm -hmm. sure Mm -hmm. I've always loved it more than anything else put my all into it Mm -hmm. you know I'll I'll be the first one in and the last one to leave Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. if I wasn't in the show I'd be watching it you Mm -hmm. know that kind of dancer Mm -hmm. um so I always kind of knew what I wanted in that way. Mm-hmm. I wasn't distracted with other things. You know, my heart sort of distracted me some of the time, but that gave me something to dance about. Mm-hmm. So You always felt that, you felt always that ability to express yourself mm-hmm. through the dance because exactly. not a lot of dancers yeah. find that until later. They, yeah. they get caught up and hung up on a technique or yes. a, 
I didn't get that right. Yes. Rather than letting something out. It's amazing. The technique came later, but that reason for dancing was always there. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful Mm because honestly, I don't think I would have gotten through it any other way. Mm -hmm. Do you find a connection? Well, first of all, let me ask you, do you cook? Yes. Do you really? I love cooking. (laughs) You and Ed Liang, I was talking about how... A lot of the great choreographers are also great cooks. Oh, yeah. Dancing or choreography is cooking. That's why I can't choreograph because I don't cook. I have no desire to choreograph. I have Mm -hmm. no desire to cook. Really? Yeah. It's not my thing. That's so crazy. But that's okay. I know it. No, that's okay. And I can love choreographers and And I can can love love other people's (laughs) cooking. It's It's just not going to come from me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love cooking. I've always, I grew up in the kitchen with my dad. It's amazing. That was. I could guess what he wanted before um, he would ask for it. I just, I've always loved mixing things together. And then, I mean, I think of dance that way. Choreography is like that. And writing. I always felt like when I started, I actually do write a little bit. And mm-hmm. I thought, hmm, this feels like it would be choreography, yes. but on paper. Because yes. I don't take that section out and put mm-hmm. that one in there. And exactly. Da-da-da. Mix it up. And mm-hmm. Yeah, the more you learn about dancing, at least for me, the more ballets I'm in. That's why I love doing it at the same time. You like dancing and choreographing at yes, the same time. I love it. Because I, I, w- I was noticing on the schedule that mm-hmm. you were rehearsing your work mm-hmm. all day. And then at the end of the day, yeah. you have to dance. Yes, I know. <laughs> How does that feel? I mean, physically and mentally, what does it feel like? I mean, it isn't. I would be lying if I said it was easy because mm-hmm. it is, it's a long day. It's a different brain um, part, it's right? It's a different brain, but yeah. I like that about it. Yeah, okay. Because if one's going poorly one day, you know, I have the other one. Yeah. So maybe I'm not the most creative, or maybe I, I didn't feel like I gave my dancers a lot in the space or the studio, but then I can go next door the next hour yeah. and refine myself again, recenter myself into what I love and know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there, there is that side of my brain that is just there to absorb and learn and make better which is the dance side, put the emotional things in, but here's the choreography. Mm -hmm. And then there's the creative side of my brain that's always coming up with something new. And I like them both. I like the braid. The flow of it. The braid (laughs) of it. I love that. Um, I really, really enjoy that. So, I mean, I feel like one is informing the other right now. I don't know how long I can do both. Please do both a long time. time. Both a long time. (laughs) Tell me about your process um, as a choreographer. When did you first have the desire to make something? How did it evolve? And I was about eight. No way. Mm-hmm. Before you. Before I danced. Yeah. Mm. I was choreographing before I was even dancing. Wow. I remember I would make dances for my little brother and sister. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I don't know the name of this song, but it was the uh, Hey Oh Mama. That's your first choreography. Yes, and I would have like my little brother Harrison pop out of the closet on the oh hey oh mom. That's so cute. And eight had to go by, and then my sister would. So you were counting it out. Yeah. Wow. Oh yeah, I loved it. That's amazing. Make dances on my brother and sister, and I would come. I would do a lot of listening in the car when the radio was on, and I was always imagining dances in my head. But I didn't really think it didn't connect until. SAB, they mm-hmm. have that choreography workshop. And you did that? I did that. How old were you when you started doing that? I think I was 16. Oh, okay. And I was reading a self-help book that was talking about fear and you're, and signing up for something that scares you every day. 
And so I was writing my name on all these lists, Wendy, like MC a fashion show. And there were um, uh, community development projects or I don't know. I was signing up for all these different things. You were like, just do everything. Yeah, everything. And I was scared to death of all of it. But I would write my name down and hope I didn't get picked. I did. I got picked for all of them. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much all of them. Uh, But I, I was kind of obsessed with getting rid of this anxiety and fear Mm. and self-consciousness and you know I I felt like they were um handicaps that I had on me my social stuff you know being afraid to speak in front of people they just felt like weights like I had all this baggage I had to get rid of and there was no other way than just to do it you did it so I'm still doing it you know still working you've done it you've done a lot lot. on that yeah and it has been better every time it gets a little better yeah, I can easier. see it on stage and when you perform Thanks. as well. I feel freer on stage. Yeah. It gets better every year. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it, there's only one way, and that's just doing it. Yeah, exactly. So, How many w- works have you made on New York City Ballet at this point? Just three. This is my third. This is your third? Mm-hmm. And how many works have you made outside of New York City Ballet? A bunch, right? A bunch. And you yeah, have well, a bunch. bunch coming up probably, yeah, I right? <laughs> I do. <laughs> That's fun. That's great. I started, I mean, how I started was kind of challenging because I had, I had been promoted to principal mm-hmm. in 2016. Mm-hmm. Or was it 15? Maybe it was 15. Mm-hmm. And then I got asked to make a ballet in 2016. Mm-hmm. So it was very quickly after. Yeah. And I had just had surgery on my ankle. So I was trying to come back as a dancer while also oh, make a ballet for New York City Ballet when you haven't choreographed in a long time. It was a uh-huh. big challenge. And yeah. um, and I struggled with that, but also had a, I found my own in it enough. Like I had enough of a good time that the experience didn't completely crush me, even though the piece could have been much better probably. But you were a baby. It was, your, it was one baby. of your first things. And we needed to start getting some female voices somewhere. out there. Exactly. That was, I remember that year was a big year, but because it was exciting, because it was like, oh, well, finally we have a, 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 a young woman choreographer. He likes to do this. He's there. And I didn't know you choreographed at all before that. I, had I was done like, some what? In school Has she and done that's anything? It. But uh, Peter noticed. Peter noticed. He came to what I made in 2009. Mm hmm. As just a kid, you know, I wasn't even in. Did he say you've got something? Yeah, he he liked my piece a lot, and he kept calling me a choreographer. Really? And I thought, no, I'm just trying to be a dancer. I'm not a choreographer. I'm just a ballerina. I'm just a dancer. And um, Hmm. I'm glad that I had that opportunity because knowing me, Mm -hmm. I might not have ever gone for it. Mm -hmm. You would have signed up. I don't know. If you would, would have, have put your name on the I list. Don't think I would have. <laughs> it's a big Not one. In this one. That's a big one. Yeah. I think I was already kind of giving up on choreography. I knew I wanted to be a ballerina, and I was kind of going in that direction. Well, you weren't seeing a lot of female choreographers mm-hmm. making work either on the big stage. Yeah. So. So I got that opportunity, and that was just, you know, rip off the bandaid of fear. You know, here, just make it on, yeah. you know, make a ballet on your peers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just got promoted to principal. Right. And your <laughs> ankle is a little and your wobbly. And funny, and now you're a principal dancer, and people are expecting something more of you on stage, oh, and, you know, all of that pressure. pressure. So I, I'm so glad that it happened that way, because everything since then has felt 
just fine. Yeah. You know, what's more and more opening up. Yeah. So um, talking about putting yourself out there, that was such a huge, you know, mm-hmm. test. Mm-hmm. And since then, it's been really fun because I've had to um, go back to why am I making work in the first place? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. Do you, do you write do every this? day? Do, so, write? do you write? Yeah, do you have journals? I don't have a journal. Okay, but you do. Well, I do kind of. Yeah. I, I touch my journal every now and then, but yeah. I write something every day and I put it in my notes or I uh-huh. write it on Instagram or to a friend. But yeah. I'm always writing something. Yeah. yeah. Gets you to your next place somehow. Yeah, it does. It, yeah. it kind of takes you on your path. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I was all concerned about the reviews at first, being a success, having all this choreographic talent. And now... It's not that I don't care. Of course, I want to make something that people like. But it's not really why I do it anymore. Do you enjoy challenging yourself? Absolutely. Because each time I've seen something of yours, it's always a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And this piece in particular, let's talk about this piece okay. right now that you're making. Mm-hmm. Does it have a title? Not yet. Not yet. No. Um, but the, co- the composer, mm-hmm. tell me about the composer and why you were drawn to this piece of music. Mm. Well, I love um, Tan Dunn's work. Mm-hmm. I, I've never seen the movie Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, mm-hmm. but I've heard the music over and over and over again. I love, mm-hmm. I love his style. He, mm-hmm. I think he's a little bit like me in the sense that he'll throw things in spontaneously mm-hmm. into a score that you're not expecting. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I just, I'm really drawn to that. He'll change course. And um, I don't know, his music will take flight and then it lands and then it gets barren. Do you read music? Not well. Do you play an instrument? No. No, but you just, you relate to it in your own way. Yeah. And you count your own. I can't, I'm a terrible counter, but mm-hmm. I hear things in the music. Mm-hmm. So I, mm-hmm. I definitely need help in the studio, and I do. I mm-hmm. have a pianist who's gone through the whole score mm-hmm. and taken a violin concerto and basically transcribed it for piano, which is, with this piece, is almost Steven? impossible. Steven Gosling. Steven Gosling. He's been incredible. So he explains things to me that uh-huh. I don't understand. What mm-hmm. is this sound? That's a Chinese drum. Okay, cool. And and we huh. take it apart that way. So that's been nice. Um, I don't know. I just get a feeling about music. That's what I choose something that makes me feel something. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I found this music on Spotify. I was listening to it on the train, just the fifth movement. Mm-hmm. And I was Are there five movements? There are five. Mm-hmm. And I really loved the chanting that, mm-hmm. that took me by surprise. I listened to a lot of different music, and I'm like, okay, this is beautiful, or this is interesting, but something that makes me, my hair stand up mm-hmm. is, you know, I take notice of that. I have to say, um, I saw a couple of things. I didn't see very much of the work, but I saw some twins, some tw- mirroring yes. or twin action yes. between women, yes. um, and I just thought that was interesting, mm-hmm. and I... And some of it was scary. Yeah. Some of it was really like, I was like, ooh, this is creepy. Yeah, um, so, and I, I loved that. It was a surpri- very big surprise. Yeah. Sorry to say it on the podcast, um, <laughs> but just be ready for it. I thought it was great. <laughs> I thought it was really, like, I, I felt that feeling that you had, you. maybe, in yeah, my own way. Standing yes. Up and, and I wondered what the, what the, mirroring or the sisterness mm-hmm. about it does there is there something in there mm-hmm. that we should know or that yeah. we you don't want to talk about it or it's just something that I thought was 
very interesting. And I thought for a, a woman who is constantly reevaluating herself mm-hmm. and questioning and thinking, I thought this mm-hmm. somehow was you yes, in ways. Yeah. Um, I had so many different ideas for this piece of music. Mm-hmm. And then the costumes ended up giving me my best idea. So I'm working with Zach Posen. I heard that you had one idea mm-hmm. and then he had an idea and mm-hmm. you were like, that's not my idea. But yep. then his idea transformed. Yes, your... it did. Tell me about that. Um, so I wanted to do a piece. No, I'm not going to say because maybe I'll still do it okay. in the future. Okay. But I had this whole idea and um, it had a lot of uniformity in it. Mm-hmm. But um, I had asked for, you know, very plain costumes that all looked very much the same, mm-hmm. uh, sort of like an army of dancers. Mm-hmm. And Zach Posen came back with these amazing Karinska, old Karinska tutus, um, completely split open, reversed, made inside out. The boning was showing, the hook and eyes were showing. Everything was just wow. taken apart and put together in a beautiful way, but in mm-hmm. just this way that showed what's underneath it all. And I thought, you know, this is actually kind of a great idea for this music because I had this one other idea, but now this is better. This is close to home. Mm -hmm. How does a dancer come into ballet during this time when Uh ballet's had such a history? Uh Here are these beautiful Karinska designs torn up and exposed from the inside out. And so I thought, well, I'll do a ballet about that, about a dancer that exists now a modern woman in this mm-hmm. time, somebody that's confident with their body and, um, you know, maybe their hair is different and maybe their sexuality is different. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they've got um, a little more strength and less timid qualities and more, um, I don't know, maybe they're just a little bit more sure of themselves. And how does that fit into how ballet has been throughout time? And so originally I was going to have a man in that role. And then I thought, no, this, it should be a woman. Um, cause that's what I know best. That's my, mm-hmm. my perspective. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't know, I decided to have this one dancer to kind of walk an audience through her head mm-hmm. and have it be, um, her existing in this this world and and finding her way through it and does she want to keep dancing does she take the point shoes off does she keep them on mm-hmm. um who influences her uh what does she see in the mirror and so you you mentioned the mirror imaging mm-hmm. she she has three encounters with herself they're mirror images of her um but they teach her something different each time interesting Mm-hmm. So it's really fun. Mm-hmm. I'm having fun with it because it's so it's close to me. It's yeah. um, close. I'm using Gina Pazkogan. She calls herself the rogue ballerina. And mm-hmm. I think um, having all these conversations with her and getting her perspective on the dance world, how she feels, and that's been influencing it. And, and I, I honestly, I feel like every person in that space, all 25 dancers that I'm using, which is the most I've ever used, um, everybody's had something to say and so it makes it very relevant to now Mm -hmm. do we still respect the past in certain ways do we carry it with us do we not you know and all those questions you know the only way I know how to answer them is through ballet 
<laughs> so it's amazing. Like, I'm just like putting it all into this ballet and maybe it maybe it won't read, you know, maybe someone will get something else entirely from it. I don't know. Yeah. But that's why I'm making it. Mm. And um and I love it so far. It's so fun. How far along are you in it at this point? Um, I have probably two minutes left. Oh, just like about like Ed. He yeah. does about the same. I don't want I don't want to finish it. Huh? I keep like pushing it off because it's I don't like it to be over, but it'll another one. Do you have an come. idea for the end? Do you know how in your yeah. imagination how it's gonna? Yeah, I do. Uh-huh. I think she. Um, don't tell us. Don't I tell us. Okay, I won't tell you. It's gonna be beautiful. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Huh. And it's. I also like the idea of giving a dancer choreography and having it be um, subject to how they feel in the moment. So I'll I'll tell Gina something. Here's yeah. the step. Mm-hmm. And she'll say, how do you want me to do it? Do you want me to do it sharp like this? Is this my emotion behind uh-huh. it or is that my emotion? And I go, you know what? What are you feeling that day? Mm-hmm. If so you're feeling so she else, can, she, she's free to, she's free to open her yeah. yes. own interpretation each show yeah. mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. So it's alive. It's alive. You're allowing it to be alive. And I, that's my favorite, favorite thing. I'm more interested in that than creating some dance that will stay locked and right. forever. Right. Like locked in a museum. Yeah. Who who do you find in your life artistically is inspiring you? Mm. Um taking you to these next levels that I keep seeing you're always at a new level. Yeah. Do you find that? Yeah, I think the thing I'm learning the most the past two years is um a lot of my younger years, I was so convinced that other people were against me or I had um, this mountain to climb mm-hmm. and that, you know, I was so alone. And the past two years have shown me that I'm not alone at all. Mm-hmm. It's me putting up the barrier. Like I'm pushing somebody away if they're not close to me. You're so so good, it's been so it's been so freeing because this year and last too, I've. I found this inspiration with everybody I meet. Like everybody's a part of it now. You're cultivating that for yourself. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I, and you make your own way, and you yeah. make your own happiness and yes. your own comfort. Yes. Yeah. And it's I'm just so grateful for that. So I I know you're so wise. Everybody's a mentor now. Like it just is. You find it everywhere. You find it everywhere. And anybody can teach you. Even little kids do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, took some kids out for ice cream this summer. Just to, I was thinking I was going to mentor them. And, you know, they started telling me about what they're talking about in their dorm Mm -hmm. and, you know, how they all uh, relayed their religious backgrounds and their different um, hometown lives and their different cultural things and how they all listened to each other and understood and and Mm -hmm. opened up and gave each other hugs. And I thought, you guys are miles ahead of me Mm -hmm. um, already. So. I'm learning from the younger ones. I'm learning from the older ones. I have wonderful mentors. Kim Brandstrup's helping me this year. Uh-huh. Um, we meet for coffee every now and then. And have you known him for a while? No. no. When did you meet him and how did you get connected with, um, with the choreographer Kim Brandstrup? Um, NYU. Oh, NYU okay. is how we got in uh-huh. touch. I had that fellowship last year. Yeah. And now being a part of that that community, whenever mentors come in, my name is there on the list as a potential connection. Mm-hmm. So he reached out to me and said, you know, I want to work with you and help you along. Hmm. What is that like? 
to be mentored <laughs> by another choreographer. What What do you guys talk about? When I have trouble with something, like a, a passage of music, mm-hmm. um, mostly it's just encouraging because you think, oh, other people are doing the same things. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's easy to feel lost and feel like you're behind or you're not doing it right. I'm not mm-hmm. making the dance right. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, you know, you sit down with another choreographer and you realize, oh, we're the same. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a comfort in itself. So, yeah. You did a lot at Vail, right? You've done mm-hmm. a lot at Vail. And I love it. There. You've choreographed and you've been choreographed on. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do those relate for you when you're out in, in the experience like that where you're doing both things? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know what it's like to be choreographed on and I love it more than anything. Yeah, I love it too. But it's got to be a very different mm-hmm. beast to do yeah. both sides. They're different in the sense that being choreographed on, I have a lot of ideas based off of what the choreographer is telling me to do. So they'll tell me to do something and I feel like I have the responsibility to make their vision come to life in one way or another. Um, and it's all it's all the same for me. Like mm-hmm. talking about dance being the one dancing, being choreographed on, choreographing, it's all related. It's all in the same family and it's all something that I love. So going from one studio to the to the next and being um, placed at a different angle in that process, I don't mind. Mm-hmm. I don't care what angle I'm, what role I'm taking on. Mm-hmm. I just like being in the room. Mm-hmm. So... What is that? Is that Hamilton? In the room where it happens. I just want to be in the room where it happens. I love that. I love that. You're the best, Lauren. Love it. Thank you. Thanks for coming by and the podcast. And I can't wait to see your premiere on September 26th. Everybody come. It's going to be great. It is going to be great. (laughs) Thank you for listening to City Ballet. To stay up to date on episode releases, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. We hope to see you soon in the theater, so head over to nycballet.com to have a look at what's on stage.